Hello, friend, and welcome to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, higher realms, the mysteries of the universe, and source consciousness. I use hypnosis to get into a deep theta state where I am able to connect to and embody my higher self. What unfolds is a monologue that is dictated by the state of the divine flow as well as any questions I might receive from the human collective consciousness. Enjoy! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with My Higher Self. I am happy to see all of you. This is going to be a fun one, probably a short one as well. I wasn't planning on recording this episode, but I, per usual, I'm in the flow. And I felt called to talk to you about cosmic alignment and specifically portals today. So this one I think is going to be on the shorter side compared to um, our normal um, episodes, but we'll we'll also take it one you know one step at a time. So we'll see. Anyhow, um, so here's what we're talking about today. Here's the topic that I wanted to discuss with you. We're going to talk about the cosmic portal uh, of February second, twenty twenty two. Essentially, it's 2-2-2022, which is ridiculous because we are about to go through a cosmic portal with five twos, right? Essentially, the energy of the two is just going to come fair and square. Now, for those of you that have listened to my episode about year 2022, you guys know that I believe this to be the year of cosmic returns. This is what I saw as I examined the collective. This is what a lot of you are going to be going through. Most of you are going to be going through in 2022. Now, a year is a long time. Um, it is a very volatile period, right? So despite the fact that the entirety of 2022 is the year of cosmic um, karmic returns, um, there are certain portals or days within that time frame that have a special imprint or significance. And so um, I figured um, sometimes I would do this impromptu um, podcasts for you, appearances for you, and we're going to talk through about what's coming, um, coming up for the collective. So in a few days, we're going to be in February uh, and we're going to be going through the energy of 2-2, the portal. Very often, now, um, just actually, let me rewind really quickly. Let's talk about the energy of cosmic portals. Obviously, we all know that um, as humanity and even as planet Earth, right, we don't exist in a vacuum. We exist as part of the larger ecosystem, cosmic ecosystem, if you will. And so a lot of things, both, you know, in, the, our, in our immediate cosmic vicinity, as well as our um, general cosmic vicinity, really impact our energies and what we're going through on a daily basis. Now, today we're talking about the portal of 2-2. I will tell you this. Obviously, you know, as we're looking at cosmic portals, one thing you may wonder is, you know, hey, how come that if we're measuring time, right, and we know that time is a very arbitrary concept, it's essentially something that is a great illusion of the matrix, right? If we're measuring time uh, in a very arbitrary way, right, just the fact that now is the year 2022 is a very arbitrary number, right? That at one point, someone, and we're not going to get into the detail, um, decided to essentially start from zero, right? And, you know, after Christ, everything was year one, two, three, etc. right? So essentially, somebody came in and changed the divine numerology completely. So you may arguably ask me, Maria, how could you possibly interpret something that is in year 2022 from the position of divine numerology? Whereas technically speaking, you know, we could have been measuring this as a year 7,000 something something or 6,000 something something. Could have been any other number, frankly. I will tell you this. When collective consciousness of humanity agrees to something, right? So there is an agreement in ether, if you will, around the fact that we're going to measure a particular year as 2022. There's also, on top of that, by the way, the collective agreement that 
there are 365 days in a year. Um, you know, there are 24, you know, hours in a day. Although arguably, yes, I know, sun comes up every day at the same time, but some things are more arbitrary than others, right? Which is why they can get the length of the year right, because it's, you know, once every four years, everything, <laughs> um, um, everything needs to be readjusted, right? So just because there is a collective human agreement around how we're gonna measure this time-space reality, the reason those portals, these cosmic portals um, that we're gonna to discuss today are so potent is because there is a collective agreement that yes, indeed, the energy of this day should be measured as one, one or two, two or whatever is the date today. Essentially, if humanity did not have an agreement around what year it is right now, what day of the month it is, what month it is, if humanity did not have an agreement around the numerology of this time-space reality, we would not be experiencing these cosmic portals. However, that is not the case. Humanity, broadly speaking, or electronic of humanity, recognizes that this is the year 2022, which means that there is a lot of alignment around how the energies flow within planet Earth and the solar system even, because planet Earth obviously impacts the solar system, which is why it is actually, it's almost like because there is an agreement at the level of humanity, humanity is starting to attract and align with particular energy streams from the larger universe. That is why these cosmic portals even exist. And that is why they're so potent. Now, I know there are many different ways to align with energies that are bigger than yourself. You know, new moon, full moon is something that a lot of people do. Equinoxes and solstices is something that a lot of people do. Celebrating New Year is what a lot of people do. Holidays is in the same way. You're aligning your energy, your intention, your activity, your rituals, right? According to a particular place on the calendar, right? Now, I do find that certain portals maybe get a lot more um, attention in the spiritual community. Lionsgate, for instance, 8-8 being one portal, one such portal. Um, I love Lionsgate. We're not talking about Lionsgate right now. I know 12-12 and 11-11, um, November 11th and December 12th are getting a lot of love. I'm not necessarily seeing that happen for 2-2. So I figured we'd start shifting that paradigm because the energies over 2-2 are really, really powerful. You know, if you know me, you know I am a big proponent of humanity coming back into its feminine aspect, right? I believe we live in a largely masculine world, just as a refresher, uh, specifically on planet Earth, right? And as, you know, a part, essentially the next part of our journey as humanity is to level up and bring in the heart energies and bring in the divine feminine energies. That is precisely why I love the portal of 2 tarot. Now, uh, we're going to take some time, uh, a few minutes, for me to walk you through the numerology of that portal. Now, you know, there is, there are many ways, actually, to look at the, at the numeric frequencies um, of anything, right? Uh, both the numbers that represent something, as well as the geometric shapes that represent something, are essentially an extension of the blueprint of the architect of the matrix or the creator, essentially source energy, right? Which is why we can look at the manifestation or like what those symbols or blueprints are pointing us towards and actually know exactly what the intention for something is, right? Because there is a method to the madness of how the matrix was created. And if we're only able to decode what certain things mean, our life would be a lot more aligned, arguably would making making a lot fewer mistakes. It would be a lot easier for us to just walk our paths in full, um, in full synchronicity with the rest of the universe, right? Now, um, I will um, give you maybe a little bit of a glimpse, a little bit of a behind the scenes of how I interpret a portal, because I can obviously tell you, you know, kind of like at face value, what the energies of the portal are, but I find it a lot more fascinating to be able to show you and share with you what I'm actually seeing so that you could gain insight and start interpreting numbers and numerical frequencies in your own life. Anytime we're interpreting a date, 
from the numerological standpoint. We have to look at the actual day, right? The numerology of the day. We have to consider the numerology of the month. We have to consider the collective numerology of the day and the month. Then we have to separately consider the numerology of the year. And then we have to consider all of these numbers, the whole sequence, as one integral whole and see and watch what are the new facets that come through as we're looking at the whole. So that is essentially how we're going to approach this number. Obviously, we're looking at a lot of the energy of number two. So let's start from scratch, right? We're talking about the second day of the second month, two and two. If I look at this individually, that already tells me this is a massive, massive, massive divine feminine portal. So if you look at you know, if you think about the divine numerology, right, starting with zero, you know, there's zero, there's one, and there's two, maybe like, let me uh, take you a little bit through those numbers. Um, zero in divine numerology is a number of great mother, great mother, divine mother, however you want to call her, the female face of God, the female face of source. That represents the great void or chaos energies, if you will, the black void of which everything comes, right? So this is unmanifested reality. This could also be thought of and um, regarded as antimatter. Um, this is the womb space of the Divine Mother. In other words, the energy of zero generally represents something that is in a state of fertile soil, but it hasn't been fully manifest. It hasn't given sh been given shape and form yet. So that is the energy of the zero. The energy of the one is complete divine mas masculine. Oneness, you know, one source, direction, pointed arrow. We're going from point A to point B, etc. Like so inspired action. That's all energy of, of one. Energy of two is actually we're going back to divine feminine again. So we went from the energies of zero to the energies of the two. The reason I'm telling you all this is this. If any of you know tarot cards or love tarot cards, one of the ways to actually the best, one of the better ways to, to understand tarot, and specifically I'm talking about the major arcana, although the minor arcana as well, is to understand this as a journey of a being, right? Or the journey of the fool, right? Because the fool is your card zero. And essentially, you know, what are the transitions that they have to go through to get from card one to two to three and, you know, down to card 22? You know, the best way to fully feel into those energies is to actually integrate card by card by card by card. Divine numerology and how you would want to study divine numerology is not that different. Um, A, I recommend if you kind of like want and if you would like to go deep and start seeing what I'm seeing and maybe even more things is you would have to allot a few days for each number as you're just getting started with divine, divine numerology, right? So you would want to first get present to the energy of zero, right? You may want to draw it. You may want to meditate on it. You may want to align yourself with objects and correspondences to that frequency, right? Before you can fully feel into the energy of the void. The energy of the void is a very, very nurturing energy, but it's, it's, it's also very fertile. Yeah, the best way to describe it is the fertile soil, right? A any seed you drop, any seed of intention you drop into that fertile, fertile soil, it's going to grow and flourish. So that is the energy of zero. The reason I'm telling you this and the, the reason I told you all about, you know, how you would even think about the major kind of tarot is not because I wanted to go on a tangent but because I want you to think of divine numerology as a journey. And I want you to not think of these numbers in isolation because they actually tell a story of pro progression of energy, right? So that is why in order for you to understand energy of the number two, you first have to understand energy of the number zero. Then you're going to have to understand energy of number one. And only then you can start coming full circle to the energy of number two. So energy of number two, although it is divine feminine and energy of number zero is also divine feminine. Those are very, very different energies. Energy of number two is about the dichotomy. So it's about 
relationships also, right? So essentially the energy of the two is um, there is me and then there is the world around me or there is me and there is my partner, there is me and there is my friend, there is me and there is my foe, there is me and there is my colleague, there is me and there is my mother, you know what I mean? So all these relationships, essentially you start learning relationships once you graduate into the energy of the two. Because what happens before it is one, right? One is very masculine. And again, it's a progression. First, there was nothing, and that is the void, right? Then there was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, right? Quoting the Bible, getting major points for this, <laughs> for the, from, from those that care. Um, so the word, or the logos, logos, is an incredibly masculine energy. What is that the energy of? That is the energy of manifestation. So one is the number of manifestation. One is the number of divine masculine. One is also actually the number of ego and the number of identity. Because once you get out of the nothingness, the absence of stuff, you start getting into the identity zone, right? So, you know, when arguably, right, when you split yourself as an individual consciousness from the greater whole of source energies, that is that first point in time when you realize that you're separate from the entirety of everything that is, you're faced with the fact of having to perceive yourself as, or like faced with the question essentially of who am I? What am I? What makes me different from the entirety of everything else, right? So that's why it's the number of identity. But number one is all about me, myself, and I, right? Essentially, you are it's this this feeling of separation is so fresh and new that you quite literally didn't have time enough to think about everything else that's surrounding you that has not been a consideration yet that happens later here in this moment in time the numerology numerology and the essence of number one is how can i how can i know myself how can I understand what makes me special, what makes me different, what my skill set is, you know, the entirety of who I am. That exploration is all about number one, which also is why number one is the number of desire and why it is the number of manifestation. Because at first you need to realize that you have a desire around something, you want to create something or you want to manifest something for it to actually become a reality, right? And one way to get to know yourself is actually through understanding what it is that you love. And now we're moving on. The next step here. The next step is we're moving away from the masculinity into the feminine energy that the first feminine energy that I would consider to be embodied. Embodied. So the energy of zero is not embodied. It is what happens before the form and shape, the great void the great everything, also the great nothing. Whereas the energy of the two is the female energy that has understood who it is, right? But more, more than that, right? It is that masculine energy of one and trying to understand itself that has graduated to the next step and all of a sudden understood that it does not exist in a vacuum, right? that it may have been split out from source consciousness, but so were other beings, right? And so it actually becomes fascinated, this energy becomes fascinated with learning everything about everything, right? And that is where you get into relationships. That is where you get into communities. That is where you get into neighborhoods and uh, just essentially relationships. And I don't even mean with people, but what is your relationships to things, what is your relationship to self? What is your relationship to the things that you love and hate? To places, to events, to countries? Do you know what I mean, right? Like, essentially, what am I in relationship to the other? Am I a good being in relationship to another? And that's why you start passing judgment on yourself. Am I a good daughter? Am I a good son? I don't know, like, am I a good uh, friend? And all of those things, like, live here. They're the energy of the two. It's that dichotomy. It's that like me versus them, but in, not necessarily in an antagonistic way at all, because the energies of the divine feminine are very nurturing, right? And that is another thing. If the energy of one is the mind, the energy of two is the heart. Very much so, right? Because that first one, the energy of one, right? 
is trying to comprehend. So a lot of it is cerebral, right? A lot of it le is learning and studying and understanding and intellectualizing and comparing potentially, right? And um, with the female, the energy of the two, you've graduated and moved on. And by the way, nothing that I say here, you don't, please don't take that as me saying that there is anything about the energy of the one that is inferior to the energy of the two. That is not at all the message here. Um, every number, every frequency is meant to be. None of them, neither of them, is better than the rest. So it's not like we're all trying to get somewhere. No, actually, the beauty is in following the journey. The journey itself is what matters. The journey itself is what has value, not necessarily, you know, calling favorites. So going back to the energy of the two, that is where the heart starts to open up. This is where your energies of love are. Giving and receiving is right here. This is where your energy of nurturing and compassion is. This is where your energy of listening is instead of just talking, right? Talking is one. Listening is two, right? Because in order to listen, you actually have to have folks around you, right? So again, it's very communal. And it is the first number that has to consider other, right? Zero doesn't have to consider other because nothing has been manifested yet. One doesn't have to consider other because it first has to start with itself, right? They say, if you want to save the world, save yourself first. Two is the first energy that has to contend with other as a concept, right? So that is the energy of the two. Beautiful divine feminine energy. So the reason I told you all of this is because I hope that that is going to open up your perception and understanding to how we're going to interpret this portal. So portal 2-2 is a wonderful portal of divine feminine energies. So not only are the energies of femininity accentuated, if you're willing to receive them, if your body is able and primed to receive those feminine energies, you can receive them. In other words, Anything that you would associate with the energies of the mother, like a motherly qualities of a woman, you could get from the universe during the day of February 2nd. For instance, if you require nurturing, if you require being held, if you require being forgiven, um, if you require being comforted, being understood, being validated, being loved for who you are. Those are amazing energies for the portal of 2-2 because that is literally like the divine mother coming into your space, wanting to provide value to you in that day the way she only knows how. Now, obviously you can connect with the divine, divine mother any day of the week, any year in perpetuity until the end of time. However, there just tend to be certain portals where it's easier to do and when the energies that are coming through are so much more potent and 2-2 just happens to be one of those days. Okay, do you remember how I told you you have to look at the energies of the day and the energies of the month and then you get to combine them? So the next layer that we're going to look at from numerology is going to be the number four energy because I added two and two of the month and of the day. That's how I get the energy of the four. The energy of the four and you know Unfortunately, in this particular episode, we're not going to have the time to go one by one by one about each energy because otherwise we'd be here for seven hours in about 43 minutes, which um, I'm sure you have other things to do today. So we're not going to go down the rabbit hole of every you understanding every single number. This is not what this is all about. However, the energies of the four, and this is where, you know, I have to use my discernment as well. There are many aspects of the energy of the four. It is a very stable energy because it's a square essentially, right? So it has four points. One thing I will tell you as it relates to this particular day is it's the day to help build foundations. So that is the perfect day to start helping, to get help actually, 
or help yourself build better foundations for the future. The energy of the four in this particular case, the one that's coming up for us in a few days, is the energy of being called to address the foundations. Now, whatever those foundations are is going to be different for each of you. It could be the foundation of your relationship. It could be the foundation of your work. It could be the foundation of your health, the foundation of your friendships or relationships, whatever are the ones that are important to you, the foundation of your family, you know, whatever is that foundation that you're currently working on. If there is a crack in that foundation, the energy of 2-2 is a perfect, perfect frequency for you to address the foundations. Now, also, sometimes certain foundations are shaky. Wouldn't you agree? On certain foundations, and we may not even realize it, certain foundations are actually not meant to withstand the external circumstances so that the house can be built on top of it. So also be ready that in or around that portal, and generally the portal is not just one day, you guys. The portal is seven days before and seven days after for the period of two weeks. You may have certain foundational things happen to you. Certain almost like karmic things come through that either shake up the foundation or solidify the foundation. So be ready and actually start paying attention, right? Start understanding the synchronicities of your life, right? They're not random, right? Again, within this very charged karmic year, we're getting this energy of foundations that need to be set and foundations that need to be addressed. A lot of them are going to be around relationships. In other words, if somebody wants to leave you during this period of time, you got to let them go. If somebody wants to come into your life, perhaps it is a new foundation that you're meant to be building. So really pay attention to this 14-day time frame because it's all going to be about foundations and that is the energy of the four. And my favorite is bringing it all together. Now I want you to almost imagine the sequence of numbers of two, two, day, month, and then the year, two, zero, two, two. Essentially, hey, all of it is Divine Mother. Divine Mother said, I'm going to give you these numbers, right, to signify a date. And I'm going to fill most of that frequency with a number two, but I'm also going to give you zeros. Do you guys know that two, two is actually O two O two? Really? I mean, if you think about it, right. And then, uh, our year 2022 has one zero. So essentially we're going into three zeros, three zeros, right? Is the energy of the void in a triangle. So it's the void that wants to manifest itself. If that makes any sense. The energy of the triangle is also the energy of manifestation, uh, just as a, as a geometric shape, right? Um, the energy of triangle is actually different energies coming together to be able to create um, a solid enough structure that you can bring something from the realm of nothingness to the current manifested reality. So what does this tell me? This tells me that it's essentially the void tripled, which means that during the portal of 2-2, it is incredibly lucrative to plant your seeds and your intentions, more so than the new moon, right? Because how often do we get a portal with only zeros and twos? Like freaking never, right? So because you're essentially what, what the commitment of three zeros is the commitment from the Divine Mother that she's listening to whatever you're going through at this point in time and whatever seeds you're planting during this 14 day frame, time frame, she is going to help you and assist you. But also be really, really careful because when I say what, what, what seeds are you planting, we're not always intentional with the things that we're planting, right? If you are um, going to get yourself or allow yourself to get into a negative space, mental, emotional, doesn't really matter, right? These are the seeds that you're planting during this period of time. So just be mindful of what you're planting, right? Check in with yourself, get some awareness, get present to what you're planting and better yet become intentional and plan the things you actually want to come to fruition in your life instead of, you know, just randomly, uh, birthing things, uh, 
just because you were thinking a particular thought randomly. Do you know what I mean? So it's an incredibly fertile period. It is a period where literally, whether you'd like it or not, your intentions are gonna be heard by the universe and the Divine Mother herself. So those seeds are gonna be planted and you're gonna start getting sprouts. Not right away, sprouts may take longer because Divine Feminine, by the way, never rushes anything, right? I don't know if you guys noticed, but the Divine Feminine energy does not like to be constrained by timelines, timetables, deadlines, KPIs, goals, any of that nonsense. So if you are trusting the Divine Mother or Divine Feminine energies to help you with nurturing and catering to your seeds, the absolute last th thing that you should be doing is worrying, putting constraints on the Divine Mother, having certain expectations around timelines or any of that nonsense. You're gonna have to let that go, right? So if you're planting the seeds during this uh, you know, two-week period, you're gonna have to get really good at letting them go and letting go of your attachments to results because that is the best way the Divine Mother can work with you on that. So let's go back to our string of numbers, right? As we're interpreting them together. So not only do we have three zeros, we have five, we have number two repeat, uh, essentially repeated five times. We have five number twos, which is like, oh my God, amazing, right? So five, right, is another divine feminine number, which is like, what? <laughs> like essentially all of the best divine feminine numbers are coming through on this portal. Like it blows my freaking mind, right? How much you, you could be doing with this portal. Uh, five is energy of planet Venus, who is actually the divine feminine curator for Gaia right now for planet Earth, right? So she is the teacher and the curator. So this is also a great time for you to be learning new skills. Um, this is a great time for you to be getting back into balance and harmony because five also represents cosmic harmony and balance. Five also stands for joy, actually. The joy of creation, the joy of starting new things, right? So all of these energies are becoming uh, prevalent as well. However, let's look at five twos, right? So not only is that the energy, it's actually really, really big energy of the swan. So five twos, there are correspondences to everything in numerology. Five twos actually symbolizes the energy of the swan. The swan is, in a lot of cultures, if you have a mother goddess, very often the mother goddess is going to have the swan as one of her symbols, as one of the totem animals, if you will, right? So actually working with the energy of the white swan or having the white swan as like a picture or a screensaver could be incredibly lucrative and could help you anchor divine feminine energies, divine mother energies for the, for the period of those two weeks incredibly, incredibly well. So pay attention to the swan. If you, for any reason, see, come across white swan, whether reading or I don't know, in nature during this two week time frame, know that this is the greatest blessing from the Divine Mother, that she literally is almost like stretching her hands out to you and is noticing you and is, you know, that is how you know you're perfectly aligned and you are essentially being guided as well as rewarded by the, the Divine Mother, right? So pay attention to the white swan. But as we're looking at these um, five twos, we're gonna have to add them up together and what we get is number 10. 10 is one and zero, right? The first two numbers, but 10 in numerology is the number of completion. So we're coming full circle. Enough of you are finishing a cycle without even realizing it. And it could be multiple cycles. But so the beauty of five twos coming into 10 is that this time that we're finishing the cycle, it is a very gentle easing out of something. It's a very gentle release of something. And so if I were to uh, sum up the energy of two, two that we're gonna come into, like this particular portal, um, we're get going, I would say it's actually all about the gentle release or the gentle completion. You know, if I absolutely had to put one or two words on that portal, I would put probably gentle completion. Now, 
What do I mean by gentle completion? There are certain things that end in your life and the ending is abrupt. For those of you that are familiar with tarot cards, again, this is your tower moment, right? It's kind of like when you get blindsided and completely out of the blue, something happens. It could be anything. I don't know, not to give, give you any bad ideas or program you for anything. Your husband leaves you, um, you get a, a health diagnosis out of nowhere. Uh, you, I don't know, your house, house burns down, not to be morbid or anything. Um, that is not the energy of that day at all. Because tower moment is an abrupt cancellation of something. It's like something that you're like deer in the headlights, you totally did not expect. That is not the energy of the gentle completion of a cycle. The gentle completion is something that you know has been ending or you know has not been serving you or you know maybe it's not fully aligned or you know is maybe not fully make you, making you happy. But somehow you're just holding on to it because maybe it was cozy or maybe it was like, you know, familiar or what have you. Um, and you just didn't feel empowered to let go of whatever that is. This coming portal to two is perfect, perfect portal, perfect portal, perfect timing for you to actually make it happen. It's an incredible time for you to release and let go consciously. There are two energies that are going to help you release the energy of the earth and the energy of the water. Again, going back to the divine mother, because this is an incredibly, incredibly divine feminine portal. Um, here is like a quick ritual for you. If you want to release something during two, two, if you do it at 2 PM or 2 AM, you guys are going to be my freaking heroes because that is yet another two. But honestly, anytime you do that ritual, you're good. You would need a bowl of water, right? So we're working with, um, the energies of the water. You're going to need a bowl of water and you're going to need a pebble or a crystal. However, I probably recommend a pebble over a crystal, something you just found on the street because this is something you're going to have to release into the wild. So to say, this is something you're going to have to give back to nature, right? So you probably don't want to use your fanciest crystal that costs you $300 for this exercise. I'm just saying now the world's your oyster. You do what you want to do. You have free will, obviously. So, uh, get a pebble or like a little stone. And you know, as you're doing this ritual, um, generally for the rituals, um, I, you know, encourage you to light a candle if you want like a full on release, uh, or full on, uh, you know, completion and you feel like energetically you need to let something go. Um, I recommend lighting a black candle because black candle is good for a lot of things, but it's amazing for release. Um, and so you would hold the little pebble, um, in the left palm of your hand with your right over it. It's kind of like this. And you'd close your eyes and you would focus on the energy of this pebble. And you would, I want, you would want you to focus on the situation that you're trying to release, whatever that is, a pattern, a relationship, an energy. It doesn't really matter. Whatever you feel like it is time for you to complete the cycle or time for you to release. I want you to imagine that that is that pebble is holding on to that energy. And then in front of you, you should have a bowl of crystal water. And I said crystal water. Um, you guys were like, what is crystal water? Uh, actually, crystal clear water is what I meant. Just like transparent water. It doesn't have to be charged. Although if you truly wanted to charge it, uh, you could charge it with energies of amethyst, for instance, by just placing an amethyst there prior to the ritual. Amethyst is really good. Uh, what else am I getting? Um, Crystal quartz is really good for this one. Rose quartz is going to be fine as well. Um, so you want to infuse it with uh, those divine feminine energies. And so essentially, then you would take your pebble and you would, you know, essentially have an intention to release that. And you would ask divine mother for assistance with releasing this thing that you're ready to release. And I want you to drop the pebble into the water like let it sink to the bottom of the bowl, right? And as you're watching that pebble sink, take a few deep breaths and imagine that just like the pebble is releasing that situation into the water of the bowl. Imagine that with every exhale, your physical body 
is releasing that old pattern. Very often if you're releasing something, I'm assuming this is not something that serves you. So on an energetic, etheric route, like um, on an energetic level, you're gonna be able to see darkness leaving your body. So darkness or some, it's almost like dust, like gray dust, like leaving your body. So you just want to allow that process to happen naturally, right? And so essentially you would wanna stay here for some time, really releasing right? And then when you feel like you're ready, you want to thank the Divine Mother for her assistance. And then essentially you want to uh, dump the water and the pebble outside in nature. Now, if you're living in the city, go to the park or something, ideally. I know it's not like amazing. Now, do you have to carry the water in, in, the, um, in the bowl? No, absolutely not. You can transfer the water to the water bottle and just... Um, you know, use maybe like, um, you don't necessarily want to touch the pebble uh, because the pebble is going to be like that symbol of the energy you want to release. Um, so you maybe want to fish it out with a spoon or something and place that um, in like a paper envelope or something where it's there's going to be paper uh, between your hand and um, the actual pebble, right? And, and then when you get outside, you obviously don't want to discard a piece of paper just on the street. That's not what I'm advocating for. You would like gently unwrap your pebble and just throw it out, right? And just like ideally you would throw it out into the ground. You can even bury it like into the ground, meaning into the soil, into the earth, right? Because again, we're working with the energies of the mother earth and the water. And then you would also pour out the water uh, and you can even pour out the water uh, on top of the pebble, kind of like just so. Um, everything is fully released. And then you would just like essentially experience the, uh, you would feel an energetic shift when that happens. It's kind of like closing a door and something. And yeah, this is quite a powerful ritual as well. So just a quick recap, right? So you definitely want to use this portal. Once again, you definitely want to use this portal to release things. You want to use this portal to be able to nurture yourself. That's another part of the energy of the two. Don't forget you can give that nurturing to yourself or your body, or you can also get and ask for that nurturing from the Divine Mother. What do I mean by give that nurturing to yourself? Whatever your physical body wants and likes, you should do that for your physical body. Treat it. Uh, obviously, it starts with knowing your physical body first and what does your physical body actually love. For that, I made an episode a long time ago, how to um, reconnect or how to... Um, build a stronger connection with your physical body, I believe was the name of the episode. Go and listen to that. Um, if you haven't, it's going to change your life. I'm not kidding. Um, but treat yourself. You know, what could be some examples? Um, make yourself a meal or buy yourself a meal that your body really, really loves without judging yourself for loving it. Uh, take a bath if that feels good. Wear your fanciest piece of clothing if that feels good. You know, just spoil yourself during that day because you really want to offer yourself the nurturing love and care that you would want from the most perfect mother in the world. But also if you're lacking in some department, this is a day to ask Divine Mother for assistance because that's when she's listening, right? And also allow yourself to be a divine child because you can only be fully mothered if you're in your child archetype. Because if you're this strong, adult that has everything figured out, there is no room for the divine mother to come and enter your space. So essentially when you're like, um, this is what I want you to get present to when you're, when you're in a place of, I know it all and I don't need help, which is what adulting is all about. Uh, you are repelling. So essentially if your body was this ball of energy, this ball of energy would be repelling any type of help that's starting to come into your space, right? Now, even if Divine Mother wanted to come through and help you out, she couldn't because you're actively repelling any type of help. So in order for you to start getting help during this portal, you need to get into your Divine, uh, divine Child archetype, right? How do you do that? Um, maybe through a meditation. You know, there is not just one way. Some people already have Divine Child uh, archetype um, activated and that's amazing. 
but allowing yourself to be silly that day, and we're gonna get back to the meditation uh, really, really quickly. Allowing yourself to not take life too seriously. Um, allowing yourself to just play, actually whatever your version of play is, really a lot some time for just play on two too. Don't be too serious. But I also actually find um, like this meditation where you would almost like get into a meditative state. And then I, I would want you to imagine that you are in the fetal position, like a little baby. And then I would want you to imagine that you're in the fetal position, but you're floating in a vast, vast, vast ocean. And you can imagine that ocean to be any color you want. And it's a very friendly ocean because it is an ocean of the divine mother. And I want you to imagine that she is cuddling you and it's almost like she's rocking you to sleep. And so you're in this fiddle position and I want you to feel the full surrender where you know you can trust the waters of the ocean. Nothing is gonna happen to you. And the, like just feel the release in all of your muscles. And you can even go like part, body part by body part, releasing and letting go of your need to control and just dropping into your child and allowing yourself to savor that feeling and savor that emotion. So getting back to your divine child is extremely important. It's also gonna be a very healing practice if you choose to do it on tutu. Uh, yeah, and then uh, anything, um, anything that, again, whatever seeds you wanna plant, just as a reminder, right, is something that is a really, really good time to do, right? Whether you want to journal and put your intentions down, whether you want to do a dream board, a vision board, if you haven't yet, um, there's no, actually uh, what's coming through right now is Divine Mother also wants you to work on things and putting like at least one outrageous wish out there for her to take care of. Like if there's been one thing that has been so audacious that you haven't even put it on your vision board or dream board or what have you, you know, if there's been like this one desire of yours, you've really like not even fully acknowledging because it's so big, this is the perfect portal to acknowledge that this is what you want and to, you know, to set an intention of getting it because that it would be literally planting the seeds with the Divine Mother. Divine Mother actually, um, in, in this particular case, um, acts with the aspect of manifestation where you don't have to lift a finger to get something. And while to truly manifest something, you're gonna to have to switch on your divine masculine and actually make the moves. The good news about the divine mother and her assistance with manifestation is she can help bring about the most outrageous, far-fetched things into your reality. Like, essentially, when you know how to get something, try to manifest with your masculine energies. When you have no clue of how to get from here to where you're trying to go, you know, you definitely wanna leverage divine mother here. Okay. I think that's it. Um, let me see. Um, I want to take maybe one question from the collective. Um, just wanted to say, just want to make sure that whatever we went through was all clear. Or if you guys have any questions remaining about the portal that's coming up, anything that's going to serve humanity at large, I'm here to receive the question. The question is, is there another way to release um, outside of the ritual that I've, I've given? Essentially, are there other ways? Obviously. I mean, there's always, you know, there are 30 types of meditations probably for uh, everything, at least, <laughs> at least, if not 30 million, right? Another way that you can do for releasing, which again, there is, um, there is the releasing, and maybe let, let me explain my rationale. The easiest way to release generally is using the energy of fire. Because when fire burns something, that thing is gone, right? So you could also essentially just write whatever things you want to release and you can burn them using the candle or the flame of, you know, any other flame that you have handy. I will tell you though, that in this particular instance, you want to work with the energies of the water. And that is why I was proposing the bowl. If you're living next to a natural body of water, though, uh, there is another very, very easy practice where you can release with the water. Um, essentially, what you know, you would you would just need to write down all the things you want to release, and then you want to like make like a little bowl, like a little uh, you know, just essentially, um, uh, yeah, like wrinkle that paper into like a little bowl, and generally you would want to go by the river. 
Now, this is not something that, you know, I recommend doing too often, but also paper is organic. Like paper is going to, you know, eventually, <laughs> eventually dissolve. Not maybe not very fast, but you don't, don't take like a big, big piece of paper, take a small, a small piece of paper. And um, you just want to go to the river. And because the river is flowing water, right? Um, it essentially is really good with helping you release things, but also bring things to you, right? So that's the, the water energies are really, really good for that from the river specifically. And so you would wanna come by the river, uh, by the bank of the river and talk to the river, asking her for assistance with whatever you're trying to release. And then whenever you've made your request, you would just drop that piece of paper and watch the, the river carry it away. You know, carry it wherever it needs to go uh, into another dimension if necessary. So that would be another way to release as well. Um, I want to see if there's another question from the collective, anything that we've, uh, you know, discussed about divine portals or anything else. Um, you know, I'm here to receive it. The question is, um, essentially, uh, you've described, this is how the question is being asked. Essentially, you've described all of these different numbers that are a part of this one grand energy, right? There's an energy of one, sorry, there's an energy of two, zero, four, and five are the numbers that I've mentioned. Uh, the question is, are all of these energies equal or is, you know, are, are some numbers kind of like more prevalent? Kind of like, a, you know, how, how should we think about it? Now, of course, not all energies are created equal. This is essentially a portal of number two, right? So generally, um, as you look at these dates, you want to see at how many times a particular number is being repeated. And whatever is the number that is being repeated the highest number of times, the highest amount of times, this is really the main energy. So here it's clearly, like because two is everywhere here, it's really the portal of the energies of two. The second one here is actually zero. Zero is the second strongest. The third strongest is the energy of four. Um, there's also the energy of five, right? And then the last but not least is the energy of 10, which is actually really the energy of one, but that is like really downstream there. So essentially, you know, we need to factor in all of those numbers, but they're not all created equal. It's in the same time, like, do, do, do you guys know when, you, when you're like making food, the proportions of ingredients that you put in are quite different? And that's why you cannot say that the content of salt is the same as the content of water in the soup, for instance, because obviously there's more water in the soup than there is salt, or at least would hope that there is, right? And that is why soup is mostly water, not salt. So the energy of this portal is mostly two and not one or five, right? So that is how you, you should interpret it. Uh, but by the way, thanks so much for the question. Really appreciate it. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, just really wanted to make this as quick as humanely possible without necessarily missing out on any of the details. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that this was helpful. I hope you guys are super excited about 2-2, the portal. I hope you're really excited uh, about the rituals uh, and the energies that it brings. And I hope that you take advantage of it. And, you know, I am giving you all a big virtual hug. I will see you in another episode. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please visit thisismaria.com for more insights and offerings from Maria and Sergey. It is T-H-I-S-I-S-M-A-R-I-Y-A.com. We hope to see you in future episodes.